Joshua's birthday today. To you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Joshua. Happy birthday to you. And many more. That was that was good, Jess. Practice. <laughs> we are uh, bringing the practice next year too. 297 and the uh, Sador Ashkenaz. And the Lady Sinner. <laughs> it's taste Can't help you on the Lady Sinner. Can't help you on the Safar 97. Got a lot to show up. Whoa, we're starting. Pretty shit. It's not real. So essentially, I thought it would be interesting to hear what everyone's kind of minhagas for their own families of what they do for Erev Shabbat because there's probably a significant amount of variation depending on which families you go to, who you visit, what things you choose to omit and why I think is very interesting and what things you choose to include and why. So I thought we could spend 30 minutes or so just walking through. It's relatively um, straightforward if you've kind of done it. So it starts off with the kindling of the lights, which I would assume that most people are going to do in their house, whether there's a female present or not. Uh, however, that's pretty much where the point of departure begins, uh, because the actual blessing, a lot of people take offense at, because they they don't believe or are convinced us. to light candles. What were you going to say, John? Uh, you, you went there. Um, so, I know there's some variations of what certain wives do replace this with, or if they, you do pray this, why or why not? And I'm not like gonna go around in a circle, so just speak <laughs> up um, if you have an opinion. Janet has her own prayer uh, when she lights candles, but she has no difficulty with this command. She does not. Early on, I think that's probably why she developed uh, her own prayer. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's Hebrew. It's and it's. Uh, who sanctifies with the commandments and in the blood of Yeshua the Messiah uh, has commanded us to be a light to the world. Um, which actually I think is a very good prayer. Um, early on that may have been her motivation. It isn't anymore. She has no difficulty. We don't have, because we, we have a family siddur that we use for a Rosh Shabbat. But if we don't have it with us, if we're traveling and we forgot to bring it or something like that, we'll just use us and we'll use this. Gotcha. You know, Gabby does something similar. Gabby actually will pray the traditional Nershel Shabbat. I don't have a problem with that. Oftentimes, not all the time, because we, we pray from the art scrolls and wrote, you know, booklets. Uh, but a lot of times she'll also say a second blessing, which is essentially along the same lines that, you know, sanctify us by his commandments and, and um, uh, I don't how it goes now. Uh, Saint, which been in our house? How does, yeah. how does yeah, that? It's, uh, it's something. It's very similar. It, it mentions Messiah Yeshua, yeah. and that we uh, we are to be a light, light to the goyim and all of that. Yeah. So she often will do both, um, and that's kind of what we typically do. Alan is. Uh, Alan will always do the, the regular Nereshel Shabbat deal. Um, which I find when we're inviting folks over and they're either Gentiles in a church or they've got they've, they've heard some Jewishes that grew up with or whatever it may be 
um, it just solidifies and joins us to um, to Israel so well uh, with the traditional prayer. Um, but periodically, Alan will throw in that one, and I think it's in the Zimmerode. Um, it's in the one. Does it may be your will? Um, well, yeah, Janet prays this one always um, for reading. We'll get that. We'll get to that one. Um, mm. There's also the uh, Torah resource yeah. one that Tim Hegg wrote that um, addresses that issue also, yeah. and it's it's pretty good as well. This, what issue? I, I don't know if this is the that one. People who don't want to say that God, God commanded us to kindle a Sabbath lamb. Alan does that, but I think I don't know if it's exactly the way this next paragraph is, but about the, the children and the grandchildren yeah. that are wise and wise. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. okay. that. um, well, that's just so cool. Well, is there is there anyone here that has a difficulty with the, the blessing as it's written? I know that um, in the past, I mean, for I don't know Tim Hague's stance on it, but I know that most people coming from the Protestant church would look at this and say, well, where has God commanded us? to kindle the Sabbath lights. And that may be a misleading question. It is. Um, and it may not be a fair one because for what's a variety of reasons. What's the right question? So how do you sanctify it? How do you set apart Shabbat? That's a great question. Because that's where this blessing comes that's from. That's where it comes from. Right? So we're going to do something that we can do now but can't do once we enter in and put ourselves under Shabbat law. Which is the light. And then we're going to end the Shabbat in the same way. Yeah, we're yeah. going to demonstrate that we are now no longer under Shabbat law yeah. by doing what we couldn't do. That's a great perspective. That's exactly what it's for. It was, yeah. We had a situation one time where um, lit the candle and um, sunset and it got real dark and um, we lit the candle in the room or something like that and there was no lights on in there and I went in there and it was all lit up on the candle. And at that moment, it was kind of cool because, especially for those of us, well, even if you don't use electricity, if you've got circuit uh, um, kosher timers. timers and things, um, we don't deal with the reality that this blessing was created in normally. Because um, this blessing was created in an era where if you didn't light a candle before Long Shabbat, before electricity. <laughs> you had no light for the rest of the evening of Shabbat. That's right. And so... Um, I thought just saying the blessing, even just from that, was kind of cool as a reminder to say that we are supposed to prepare. And then going back to what you're saying as far as sanctifying it, I find that to be huge because um, in my single days when I was away from home, didn't always do that. And generally speaking, especially if I was in Israel, it's kind of hard to forget. But like when I was in college and stuff, there'd be days where it's like if I was up there for a weekend, Friday night roll around. And I wouldn't necessarily break Shabbat, but it'd be almost like I'd be like almost about to and be like, oh, that's right, it's Shabbat. Like you almost lose track of it because you don't have that delineation that really sanctifies it. So I'm really thankful that you know we every single every single week we do the, the ceremony, and um, I love it during the non dark dark winter months when I can get home in time to watch Juliana light the candles. Mm -hmm. That's just something I enjoy, yeah, and we I, use this blessing. I can I can actually um, testify that. Any Gentiles, non-Torah keepers that we've had over for Arab Shabbat, when they hear you explain the, 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 the light, the candles, and the fact that we're putting ourselves, especially if you, in the wintertime, not in the wintertime, in the summertime, in the summertime, when you put yourself under Shabbat law before you have to. Before you have to. It's, I mean, we're, we're, we're an hour before the summer, so forget the 42 minutes, the, the 12 minutes, whatever it is. We are putting ourselves under Shabbat law. That, when they understand where you're coming from, they stop asking the question, 
when did he command that? So. Yeah, that is a good point. Any other comments on the kindling of the light? Um, to address Joshua's, Joshua's position, Oh, excuse me. I'm no, sorry. I didn't make no, a comment. No, not at all. He's, he's in, in. No, he, Peter looked like he had something to say. Evidently, I'll not. just say to draw, address Joshua's position on he likes it in the summer because he has an opportunity to see Joanna like yeah. lights. We actually don't light them until everyone's there, but we don't do it if it's already dark. She has lit a candle already. Yeah. So we have a we have a mm -hmm. semi kosher. Access to a light that's already burning. So, and it, as an encouragement, not to hurt anybody's conscience, but as an encouragement, if you don't have that opportunity, as Joshua says, he enjoys there. That is another option. Is you can have have your wife light a candle before you before it becomes dark, and then when you get home, then you can do kiddish. Then she can and she can do kiddish, yeah. and you can see her light the light, which is something that is it's as Joshua indicates is a great blessing. And, and, well, I was, I was just going to say real quick. Sure. One of the neatest blessings is, and I know it's the case for you and for you, and for me is, I don't have to worry about it. I know those candles got lit. That's right. And I, even when I wasn't there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the the beauty of it to have a godly wife that will do that. Here's, this was kind of cool. So, this past weekend all the women folk in the Upham house are gone. They're at the beach. So I get home, and they left like middle of the day Friday, right? So I get home from the office Friday afternoon. It's me, uh, Jonathan was going to the rabbi's house. It's me and Benjamin. So on the table, table's already set with the, with the Shabbat candles, and then there's a, a candle, a small candle already lit. Now, back now it wasn't dark yet because you know this time of year I'm, I'm home before it gets dark. But the woman, yeah. she still left the light, right? And and that's why she did it is so that the source of the light source. was her light. Oh, neat. That's Sarah's so, source. That's so cool. Well, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was just cool, you know. It was just Very really cool. cool. And, I love that. Uh, so yeah, so, Gabby, same, like same thing, a lot. different yeah, reasons, that was, same thing. Very romantic, too. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say we, we I we usually FaceTime actually in the winter. So oh, I've done that as well. See it in FaceTime, and I'll be watching them. I've done that they, as well. When they light cool. the candles, because I usually <laughs> I'll get off from work before yeah. candle lighting, but then I'll still be driving. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's cool. That's me. Thirty-nine mile coat notwithstanding. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Walking back from the airport. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in the next paragraph, unless Peter has something to say. Pete? Well, Peter, Peter, speak up. Peter, go. Come on. Uh, it's not that I have a problem with are you, that. Are you in my new sock Ari deal? <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm just, because <coughs> everyone just gave like nice stories and stuff, but no one addressed the, the problem. What's the problem? I tried to address it. Well, just saying that like it's, it's, stand, it, okay, it's an explicit commandment, no, but I feel like it's, it's almost applied. I, I, well, I did explain. You didn't explain it. What's the problem, Pete? So What's, what the question? Pete? What's the question? What's the question? He says it's not a command. The bottom line is it's not, God didn't command us to light candles. He commanded us to sanctify the Sabbath. That's right. Nobody right so, in here. True. So is that not a problem? Well, how is it, well, how do you understand the problem? So there's not an explicit commandment that says, go kindle the Sabbath lights. Right. So that's the issue. So it's, so God didn't say that. Is this one of the 613? That I don't know. I don't know. Actually, that would be, would that not make a difference in your question? 
If you knew it wasn't one of the 613? Do you mean one of the 613 as delineated as by, well, not just, no, not just the Ram Bomb, but others as well? He, he only, he only, he only, he only pre presented his order. It was if, a well-known. If they could have, if, yes, if it was in the 613, I agree. Uh, there would be no problem. Really? Because See, I would, would think it would be the opposite. They would have somehow extracted this principle from the scripture. No, I would say it would be the opposite. If it was not listed in the 613, which are explicit commands or prohibitions from the Torah, then then you would say this is a this is a rabbinic command. Right, a tradition. Which, wow, there's tons of those, right? Right. See, I would think that if it's not listed among the 613, the praying of this prayer actually is a maybe a little bit more uh, less of a problem. Well, and the other the other component to this is which ultimately comes back to God given authority, right? And that's always the elephant that's in the room. It is right. because if you know when Moshe said do something. It was as if God said to do it because Moshe was God's representative and had the authority and of God, right? Yes. So the way the way Jews and the way Judaism understands that commandment is that the, that the sages going way, way back a long, long time, who were all who were all acknowledged as having the authority, right? So whether it's explicit in the text or not, if the man of God, who everybody agrees, has, has been given the authority of God, says this, then it is if God has said it. Now, you can, you know, you can agree with that approach or not, but that's one way it's also understood. I understand. That's the whole point, is that that's what you're saying when you say this prayer, is that you do agree. That the person who gave this tradition got it from God. All right, let me uh, let me let me try this one. Right? Uh, am I am I agreeing that the per, per, the, per, the person or people who put that in place have the authority? I think I might be agreeing with that. And I don't think I have a problem with that. Well, I'm not saying I have a problem with that either. But I'm saying that if you do have a problem with that, then you shouldn't pray this prayer. No question. If you have a problem with it, you should not pray the prayer. I'm probably not going to be reading out of the Siddur anyway. Because if you do, if you do agree with that, then you're essentially agreeing like to a complete orthodox life. To be consistent. To be consistent. Actually, we're all, so, we all fail on that. So let me so let me see if uh, see if this will play. I, it won't with you, but it will with everybody else. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, <laughs> So you're, you're familiar with the Nair Tamid? Nair Tamid? Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar. Eternal light. The light that never goes out. Eternal light. Oh, the right. eternal light. Eternal flame that's supposed to be uh -huh. the menorah in the, uh, in the holy place. Yes? Okay. And uh, they needed to clean that and then relight the lamp. So did God <laughs> command... Yeah, like in a book. <laughs> Did God command these men to kindle the lights? And I respect your attempt to to, to pull it from the scripture, but I'm, I don't think necessarily that the onus is on you to do that. I, so we can look to see. But that's irrelevant. I'm just asking you: Did He command them to kindle the lights? 
Yes. Then it I would, would fall under you, the service of the Levites. The Levites could not go in that room. No, not the Levites, but the priests. Yeah, the priests. I mean, and if he's created a nation of priests, then you're kidding, right? Well, I'm just, I'm kidding, just, maybe, I'm maybe just working with the with the flame maybe, here. What's your turbo? Let me, uh, if I could go, if I could go, like well, step, that, I didn't mean it physically. If I could take maybe a, a similar approach, but slightly a, a different angle. Um, I was just looking at the Chabad website on this issue, and they do agree that it is a rabbinic. It is a rabbinic. It's not a non-rabbinic. But interestingly enough, they brought up, this is a good point. Um, Isaiah does give us a commandment that Shabbat should be a delight. And um, a command. Uh, and if you speak Ebonics, delight, no. Um, <laughs> it's a delight. You wish. Delight. This needs that. But the, the better point, though, to me, though, is that um, that element of lighting the candles <laughs> is, is for me actually a delight. It is a way to make the Shabbat more delightful. Now, well, obviously, back in the day, the when it was the only light, that was almost like required. If you didn't do that's that, that's the same that's... argument as it's part of sanctifying the Sabbath. Okay. Well, is, but no, it, it, is, it can be. We have already determined this so, yeah. I think I don't have a problem then saying can is to light the kindle the Shabbat, uh, Shabbat lights as kind of like an implication thing. He commands you something else, and this right. is a way that we can so, build so that. So that's the sanctification. Actually, actually, actually here's, what, here's what you do, because this is what we do when there are certain people that we know are you sensitive to this. Mm -hmm. My wife says, who um, sanctifies us by your commandments and for whom we kindle mm -hmm. that's the that's, lights. Man, that's beautiful. That's me. Now here's the big question, if I could, just before you jump in. Yes, since, since Pete's got a girl now. I, I mean, everybody wants to know. Is she going to light the candles? Is she gonna light the candle? Is she gonna, she gonna light, light the candle? Is she gonna light, is she gonna Actually, light the candle? Premature question. It seems premature. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna ask if So we, so it's not a yes or no, you're gonna defer. If we think if based on what Mr. Alpha says, is this because it's a command of albeit rabbinic rabbinically devised command, if you would if you think it'd be that's why it's just weird when we say God commanded it. Because then I would think it would be a sin not to light the candles. No, actually, and and, and but would that be according to treat it as a sin in the same sense as that as what you're thinking? Because that sense of sin is totally different. That's right. <laughs> it's important categories of sin I, that I think are very, they're a litter it's way a sin too. Of rebellion. <laughs> yeah, as if it's just one type of sin, and that's all you can. I just still don't get an answer. I I just don't know if we're arguing just theoretically, academically. Or if his wife is going to light the candles. One day he's going to have to make the decision. And if she lights the candles... This has nothing to do with she, me. Is she going to say the blessing? So it's all academic, right? My, well, mother, my mother has a difficulty with this prayer. And so that was another impetus for Janet to have a different prayer that she prays. It's because she doesn't want to offend... My mother-in-law is not with it, Or my mother. My mother's my, my mother-in-law. My mother is not with us often, but she's with us often enough that... It, it, it bothered her. So, and we for wouldn't exactly want to this reason, her. Exactly for this reason. She doesn't pray it. But imagine this. Imagine that you could say that the sh Shabbat candles have been lit somewhere every single Arev Shabbat for as far back as we can possibly know. So the, the notion 
there are many ways that you can argue he has commanded us because he's commanded us to be a part of Israel. We take on certain ways of doing God's commandments. We have a look, we have a way of speaking that is not our own, that's not commanded, and yet we mirror a people uh, that he has, he has joined us to and commanded us to be joined to. So there are many ways to argue that he has commanded us to kindle the Shabbat lights. And if there's ever a thing that identifies Jews, secular or religious, it is they kindle Shabbat lights. Mm -hmm. I think he capped it off. I don't think we need to talk about this anymore. There it is. I, but I completely agree that, that there, I have no difficulty, zero difficulty with it. But I appreciate people that do. And, and it's cool to be sensitive it's not me. to the people that show up and, and could be offended by it. Absolutely. Yeah. I've always just thought about it as it's one of those things where it's like you didn't, it's like you arrived at the answer without showing your work in a math problem. It's, it's you've got, you've re, re, got the specific solution, but you've already sort of mentally taken the steps to get there. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it, so the idea that it's implied is, is very easy to accept. Um, one of the things that I immediately thought of every time this came up is Mr. Spurlock's tradition study. And he has a number of questions that you should ask whenever there's a tradition that goes against your, you know, that, that rubs you the wrong way or something like that. And, not, and one of them is, does this join us to or divide us from greater Israel? Or does this um, overturn a greater commandment? Um, so there's a number of things that we can be asking. On that us. particular point, the ones who have a problem with it would argue they are. that this is adding to the Torah. That's right. So which is the violation of a Torah command, yeah, that's right? right? So that's their pers that's their perspective. That's it's exactly not that they have a problem lighting candles. They would all tell you, at least the ones I'm, I know. Mm -hmm. They would all say, yeah, we love lighting like candles. But God didn't command me to do that. And and if I say God commanded me to do that, I'm adding to the Torah, which is a violation of what God told me. Not That's to. right. But in, That's it. to that exact point, though, wouldn't all of the people who have been very scrupulously studying scriptures throughout the ages have already identified something like that? They do. And actually, we're not alone in this question. Uh, yeah. know, Peter's question is a question that actually good Jews ask. And, good, and a lot of good Jews. Peter's a Jew. Jew. <laughs> that's what I took away from this. That's probably. I think either way is fine, honestly. But that's my opinion. The people that have the other perspective, they don't think either way is fine. <laughs> so, and it's a good question because ultimately, um, Peter's going to have to make that decision. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> actually, actually, let me encourage you, Peter, to not make that decision. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I would encourage you to let let any <laughs> mythological woman that you might know <laughs> make that decision herself. Because this is this should be her prayer. That's true. So the next prayer, if it's okay to move on if there are any other comments. <laughs> prayer number two. <laughs> it's like eight forty five or something like that. Well, this is meeting your goals then, right? <laughs> uh, so this one is not uh, too strange it's pretty straightforward uh, the only thing that I know that some people do take offense with in this prayer is in the merit of Sarah Rivka Rachel Valeah 
Mm. You don't understand merit. Praying in the yeah, merit. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. That's that's. Do we need Lutheran to, philosophy, philosophy, not biblical theology? Do we need to discuss in the merit, or are we all cool with that? I'm fine with that. Do you, do you want to discuss in the merit? Is that what you bring it up? No, um, you don't want to discuss I, it. But what if there are people who I are know that they're, tuned they're, in, or who will be hearing the audio that would like? Yeah, to Yeah, and I know that I just looked through this and think, well, if I did have, if because I know that problems I've had in the past of sticking points and problems that I've had, or sure, spoken with people one on one. And this, for this particular paragraph, is pretty much the only line Absolutely. that has ever been brought up. So yeah. you're the you're the, probably the most frequent uh, Presbyterian to show up here. When was so the last time I was former Presbyterian? Presbyterian. Yeah. Yeah. Former Presbyterian. So, so I'm just a Baptist about. church today, but that was devoted. Yeah. See. So um, <laughs> good for you. I'm just I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah. When 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 you were first introduced to this type of deal, and, and praying in the marriage of Abraham or our fathers and, and or the patriarchs and so forth. And some of the many phrases that we use, I mean, my goodness, you're our Smacks cousin of Catholicism. Now. Yeah, you're our cousin now. So obviously you've embraced it. But since you're probably the most recent guy to come in out of this bunch, with Colby maybe pretty close to you, where, where was your head at? Did it cause you to bristle the first time you heard it? Because usually when you think of in the merit of somebody, you absolutize it to this is, when I think of merit, it's all that I need. Um, for example, there's no. Oh, therefore, it has to be a perfect one. And it has to be the only one the exactly. Perfect, and anything yeah, yeah. and anything that were to be meritorious yes. would be sub Yeshua and unnecessary, exactly. okay. or to detracting from Yeshua. And right. so it seems to be like, well, merit. The only time I've ever heard that is when we study Roman Catholicism. Obviously, sure. you're a good Protestant. Um, and, and the merit of the saints and things like sure, that, and so sure. was or it unmerited favor, right? And so <laughs> theological definition, right? Something yeah. like I mean, that, yeah. And so the merit kind of threw me off until you understand. Well, what does it mean to be in the merit of somebody from of old, whether Moshe, Sarevka, Rakavalea, Eliyahu, um, Yeshua, things like that? It's you don't have I, to. I, take I could argue that our very faith. And salvation is dependent upon the merit Absolutely. of a man. I would agree. And not just the man that everybody would normally think about. Yes, I agree too. And I bet his name starts with A. Yes, his name does Abraham. start with Olive. In fact, to make that point even stronger, you had a, you had a very um, like-minded individual who wrote about two-thirds of the letter third of your Bible agrees with um, because in Romans Where chapter 11 Paul? Romans chapter 11 he specifically says that for the sake of the forefathers right that means in the marriage in, the marriage. in other words God shows compassion on the people of Israel because of their ancestors God heard the cry of Israel and remembered his promise to the forefathers that's right Moses goes back to him over and over, over again saying don't forget your covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Don't forget don't forget, you know, those who came before. And he, again, in the book of Jeremiah, you brought this up one time with the or the Jeremiah Ezekiel. You brought this up one time when in discussing the anti missionary arguments. Um in, in the book of Ezekiel, there's this argument uh, Yeah, it's Ezekiel yeah, there, there, uh, you know, there are three super righteous dudes. Yeah, Job, is, Daniel, and yeah, Job, Noah? Daniel, and I think it is Noah. That even if they were alive in this generation, they would not be. This generation would not be spared. In other words, 
and any normative circumstance, and any other normative circumstance, these guys would have done it. But you guys are so bad. That's right. Otherwise, otherwise, it's a moot. It's a moot argument. Yeah. The the Tanakh is replete with merited favor because of the patriarchs. And um, Acts chapter seven, Stephen even brings it up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's biblical. It's always there. It's totally biblical. Unfortunately, the words have been twisted by. Most likely Luther, but if we were going to put it in Latin, we'd even blame Augustine. <laughs> I, I would, I would say it's it's one of the it goes back to one of the classes you taught us years ago, that we are confusing this whole spiritual realm and the spiritual tabernacle, the spiritual work, with the whole physical realm. Sure, you know the unmerited favor that we get because of Messiah's blood has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Right. So. It's just a mix-up. I guess I always thought, not that I, I mean, whenever I read the in the merit of you know somebody, I always thought it was similar to you know what a father plays for his sons. May you be like, <clears throat> yeah, um, very good. That's what I always thought. Joe so thought offering was, sacrifices for his children. Yeah, I, I always thought that was the same thing. So I was like, yeah. well, yeah, why wouldn't I want to you know my daughters to be like you know that? We pay, do this all the time in our daily existence. You know, if if. If you give a, if you give a, if act as a referral for somebody, yeah, or vice versa, somebody, it's in that person. You need to money. hire me in the merit of uh, that guy. Actually, every time you use money, you do it. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the merit of Uncle Sam. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> That's the merit of, of the U.S. Treasury. In good faith. <laughs> Actually, it's the Federal Reserve. Excuse me, sorry. Don't yeah. correct. <laughs> okay. So apart from that paragraph, I think everything else is great. And then the next major section of Arab Shabbat. Uh, which I'm, it's all in Hebrew, so well, the Shabbat is the Song of Songs. Yeah, um, I do the, not the top do that. We usually does anyone up. does anyone do this? No, we. I did it for the you first time. Yeah, okay, sure. And what Hebrew? was y'all's thoughts on why you did it and the consequences of it? Well, they're all going to burn in hell now. But <laughs> <laughs> how did you do it in English? Where did you get it from? It's yeah. down at the bottom of your center. It's the it's the Rashi. Uh, oh. Rashi script. Yeah, oh, also, this is hey, this Rashi yeah. song of songs <laughs> is awesome. It is. It's it is. very awesome. good. That's the reason I do it because it's awesome. I'm not going to read Song of Songs because I can deal with that. Because um, I don't know. It's like over the top, words, esoteric. Yeah, which is my favorite word, but. Rashi's uh, thing, it just it uh, instills me with such a um, like God loves us, we love God kind of thing right yeah. before Shabbos that and, and it would, starts I with the merit of the Song of Songs. But and for me, when I did it with Tim um, that one Friday, it reminded me the relationship and the responsibility Israel has to the nations because you get a lot of back and forth between right. Israel and God and the nations. Did you all do the whole thing? Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was probably my favorite part of Shabbos. So would you would you do? Are you going to make that a regular practice yeah. of your Shabbat table? Before Shabbat table, pray hour still by himself, yeah. or with his sons, yeah, or a mythical unicorn lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you don't do that with girls. Girl stuff and this guy stuff. Girls, girl stuff and guy, guy stuff. stuff. Also, there's the mixed stuff. There's Did you do the blessing after <laughs> the Song of Songs? I don't know where we're looking. Did we? So three oh seven. Three oh seven. That master of all master. worlds. Yeah, we should time, but yeah, we, we, did, we, were, we were we were in a hurry. Yeah, okay. because it is eight chapters. Yeah, yeah. So right. I, I like cool. this particular prayer. 
to, to be accurate about the about the Rashi Song of Psalms, that that actually is not something that you do as a as a like a couple. Couple. Oh, it is supposed to be individual. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, I think well, you can play pray in the shul, but. The man, the the man, is man. To prepare your heart, it's, yeah. it's man. The moment the guy is standing in the front, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. Excuse me, I interrupted. No problem. Please. Okay, and then kind of speeding along here, so we can at least get to some substantive material. Uh, Kabbalah Shabbat. Absolutely. So this is one where um, we we haven't traditionally done the full Kabbalah Shabbat, but. Um, actually at the prompting of my eldest son who has uh, learned a lot of the liturgy in Hebrew for this uh, or if we have if we have time depending on you know what time I get there and all that uh, he and I will try to pray a couple of Shabbat together so that's, that's been kind of cool but that's relatively recent when Joshua lived at our house before he was married Joshua and I, and sometimes Jeremiah, and sometimes Judith, would pray Kabbalah Shabbat, men only. Yeah. Well, normally, normally it's in the you're in the shul, the shul, which is men only. Right. So that's nor that's normally where it's prayed. It's you go to the shul Friday before Shabbat, and you pray it there. I just I would love this. It's wonderful. Just for the record, it's all pretty much just Psalms. Yeah. 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 Except for the poem in the middle, which is unbelievably awesome. I mean, Kabbalah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, the, uh, the part at the end is like so totally messy. It's through the man descended through Perez. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Six six songs, well, one for each. Of the yeah, 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 even even yeah. through the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Yeah. so we're on three seventeen. Cool. By the way, cool. is considered like one of the most important poems ever written. Yeah, to not say it. So does do any does anybody do the the uh, Lachadori? Not every not every Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. try to. We, we play the Maccabees version. Do you? Yeah. It is really funny. Like so if you had to recommend why I should incorporate Lakadoti into my because come let, let us greet the bride. That's why you use messianic. Messianic in a tradition. Greeting greeting the bride. <laughs> <It's messianic>. <laughs> <laughs> greeting the bride is what we yearn to do. This is the other way around. This is definitely if you want if you want to think about Shabbat. And I haven't I don't do Lakadodi at home normally. I think it's been very rare. Um, for one thing, doing it before Shabbat begins is tough when mm -hmm. you're getting home as Shabbat begins. Um, but the uh, the one of the things that's really cool about it when I have prayed it is that it has a. Um, it really gets you thinking about what Shabbat points to. Because throughout, especially towards the end, it talks about the idea um, that uh, we'll be glad and mirthful. God will rejoice over you. Um, it's over and over and over again promises of God's uh, redemption of specifically Jerusalem. And so it, it's really focusing in on this ultimate redemption that is going to come messianic physically, rain. messianic rain, but it's going to be physically here on earth. Right. Mm. And, and I think that's really cool. And sandwich between not Psalm 95, Psalm 92, and 93. Whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Okay. Um, I'm going to 
fast forward. And it's a lot so better if you can actually cant it. Yeah, but yeah, I've really heard it in Israel, canted, and I can never remember the tune. I think yeah. You have to get Jonathan to do it. I haven't. I'm not there yet, but Jonathan. Bef before you go further, because in replace of Lakaut, because that's more of a, a shul thing. Yeah. We actually, as a family, the men sing uh, yeah. So that's kind of like our, not I shouldn't say replacement, that's kind of like our yeah. same kind of very, very similar concept and traditional as well, using a traditional tune. But because it's it's focused on, on the woman, you know, it makes it more appropriate to do as a family all together. Yeah. Does anyone have? I'm going to move forward to the blessing of the children, which is 355. If I'm missing anything in between where we just were, the Kadodi, and here, uh, let me know. Is there anything that anybody does for Arab Shabbat that they will do? If I pray Kabbalah Shabbat with Jonathan, you know, we'll do Marim as well. I'm mean, going we'll to just go through it all. Yeah. So. Yeah, normally, you just. Zip on through. Breakneck speed. Okay, blessing of the children. I am assuming everybody does this. Assuming. If they have children. Not here. I know Peter does it for his future children. Six. Just five of us, right? Six? Here's a question. Our random tradition in our house is to actually add two names to the girls. Yeah, this is their middle name. Oh, Sophia, Ruth, and uh, Esther. Yeah, so we, we usually cool. add that on just to emphasize that they're named after really special people too, just to make sure they remember. That's cool. My dad, um, when he blesses his sons, he includes not his biological sons. So my brother-in-law, Caleb, and whenever Colby's there, and then it was the same for you know his his, his daughters were not actually biological, so Jenny. Jenny. I, I, Jenny. Include, I include my daughters-in-law uh, and also my future daughter-in-law. Yeah. Oh, and Sarah. Sorry. Judas. 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 Oh, She's yeah. coming, man. She'll be here one day. My, my, uh, my, my, it's funny, my dad will pray for Noah's future bride, but he specifically not pray for Hope's husband yet. He's like, oh, I've had, you know. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> It's working too well. Actually, I've, I've done it. I've done it for all my all my children and for Judah when he was uh, after before before he was born. I prayed for him and for his wife. Hmm. Set up for success. I think it's just an amazing privilege um, for those of you who have met my father-in-law. Um, that uh, that godly man is probably the only guy on the planet, the only guy on the planet that has consistently prayed for my children. Mm. That's that's amazing. That's pretty cool. It really yeah. is. So, um, like like Rick, I I count it a privilege to pray for all of my sons, all of my daughters. Yeah. You throw yeah. that in-law crap away. And, <laughs> we just pray, and we always pray for. You now we're, now we're praying for Laura, um, and uh, Laura? you know we got a we got a name, mythical unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> so so we got a name for her now, and um, and uh, and we're still praying for for Mary's future husband. Wow. So um, I, I pray for the day when we don't have to fake it, but actually 
you know, all the guys and all the guys. Just may it not come soon. Uh, <laughs> it's such a short, it's such a short season. I'm all for it. As I actually usually add, with Judah, we usually add a long time. Right, right. <laughs> it's a when short lesson, but it's... When she's 62. It's very powerful, and it's very... Maybe next year. Um, <laughs> prophetic. It is prophetic, absolutely. Just and like naming our children. I think yeah. that if you kind of just breeze through it and say, my God, make it like this, it's... it's lends itself to, and I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but some serious character studies on who these people were and their lives, and then we study them year by year, as we do the Torah, but kind of in-depth, like, you're actually, you are praying this to God yep. if you do pray, or if it's prayed over you, like, so unless you want to be a liar or a deceiver, you should probably make sure you understand this, and I think, so I think it's pretty serious uh, to pray, like, when I pray this over my son, I'm asking God to make him like Ephraim or Manasseh, so a good quality of that. Actually, what I do is I usually add what their name means in English. Yeah. You know, saying, you know, fruitful, I would say fruitful for Messiah's kingdom, and for, for Manasseh, forgetful of the hard things of life. Yeah. I did that too. And then Shalom Alechem. <laughs> I know you all do this. Because I know both tunes from this based upon being at your Shabbos table. My, my, my family does it as well. Does anybody exclude it? We do. We do. Um, we do too. Which one is this? This is... Uh, Sabbath uh, Eve meal? 355. 355. Yeah. Yeah, we exclude it uh, mostly because... Probably... Oh, but we have, no, I, we have no difficulty with this now. But mostly because when our, when our Shabbat tradition was early on, we had a little bit difficulty Seems with weird. asking angels to come and... Spend the Sabbath with us. There, and there's definitely um, debate within some of the there very, is. very. This actually is this is this actually is a is a is a Hasidic. It's um, yeah, it's couples. Yeah. But, but I have no difficulty with it now. I'm just. I have no problem. I usually don't problems. sing it more for time reasons than for like because I, I have yeah. an issue or anything. You excluded it? Why? Yeah. I just. I don't know if I fully understand it, and in order for me to do it with my family, I'd, I'd like to get to that point. And from the little article that I read about it, it seemed a little too weird. Like the good angels, I can so get, I can far, dig, but the bad angels, I don't dig that. Yeah, <laughs> what I love about so it far is, is we say Melachim right? King yes. reigns over kings, yes. which of course is one person. Amen. Right. Yeah. So. Um, That's pretty so cool. angels, dude. I want an not. I want angels just on Shabbat. All the I time. want angels all the time. Me all the time. I have no problem with entertaining it. angels. It's weird, so I like it. Well, yeah, I know. I like weird too. I like weird too. But I can understand people that don't like the dark angel part, you know, the Well, that's only part of the that's not in the song. Well, it's not that's in the song. That's not in the song. Yeah, that's there and is. actually it's not as I, I interpreted it as almost asking that because the dark angel in the in the story, the dark angel is not inherently bad. No, it's like he, the just servant like of the Lord. He only responds. It's like well, no, no, no. It's not even that that dark. He simply is responding to however you prepare for Shabbat. Right. If you prepare for Shabbat, then he loses and he acknowledges. So may it be next week. If he if you didn't prepare for Shabbat, then he essentially wins and his point is made. So like I always have the song is more like almost asking that. May the quote unquote bad angel be there for a blessing in that in that sense it's like we want him to say good things as it were in the tradition. 
I mean, it is a little weird, but I kind of thought the story was sort of almost cool. Yeah. So it didn't bother me. I, I, I don't. I, I said I just don't sing it specifically more because of time reasons, not because I have problems with it. The uh, the Vilna Gaon does three verses out of that skips the blessing. Yep. Because controversial to have angels bless you instead of God. He and, and actually he he was he was anti Christian. Yeah. Although, so should we listen to him at all? But I mean, <laughs> Jacob. But a good like guy. He was Jacob did wrestle with the angel of Adonai and demanded that he bless him. That went up and down. Also controversial, though. I know. That's true. That's quite controversial. I see who that was. So. But the, it's really, it was Yeshua. Really Come can't on. use that. Yeah. <laughs> Top of page three for the Sabbatic. It ends good. That's it to me, his angels. That is a very, very that's cool good one. And if we skip most of the song as we've been doing of late, this this final line to me so charge his angels over you to protect you in all your ways. May Hashem protect your going and returning from this time and forever. So this this removes the angels from being the source of the blessing, puts it back to Hashem. Hashem Yeshua Sar Shalom. Amen. There it is. It's good stuff. Does anybody do the bonus one? Which one? The next, the small text one. Uh, Lori and I actually will we'll read portions of that. Uh, it's not that we agree or disagree with a lot of it. We haven't had time to really dive into it, but um, I that, just kind of glanced through it. That was we normally don't time. do that because of more because of time. It's, yeah, it's and by this point you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm really the kids. Pete has asked us to toss the uh, angel bit. And, and we've Actually, done this what? Like there's, there's really nothing wrong with two or three weeks. It's, it's but what do you? How do you? How do you title it? Yeah, but by this time the tummies are rumbling. How am I supposed to be saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first time you, that was fine. The I first said time you said, the, I know the first time. <laughs> the first time you said it, you sounded really like you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing. The king who is. Yet See, now that's a good line, though. That's about the size. Yeah, that's very And then one of the most famous portions of Erev Shabbat. Bum, bum, bum. We've always seen that one. We, um, we have a little like side tradition that I inherited from my dad um, where I always try to find one thing, at least one thing, from the week that ties in with the line from Eshachayil that Juliana has done. So I get a chance to not only sing the song, which carries with it all of the um, inherent praise and blessing, and but also in the scripture, but also to specifically praise her for something that she accomplished during the week. Which is not scripture. It could be otherwise viewed as adding to scripture. <laughs> <laughs> but I do that troublemaker. If we're if we're guests or if we're just us, or I always I've I've always done it since day one. And and actually, I like your concept of prophetic. When I pray for my children, I don't just bless them with those blessings. I bless them yeah. with whatever comes to mind at that time. Yeah. So I, I, I do treat the blessing as a solemn obligation of a father to prophetically speak over yeah. his children. I only do that if we've got other folks here or if we've got plenty of time. Yeah. I'll get up and I'll lay my hands on each one of the yeah. We We normally don't sing it because when we started keeping Shabbat many moons ago of course we literally, we, we, didn't, literally. Yeah, we didn't we didn't know the tune back then and so we would read it but we had some good friends 
who had young children like we did, and they had developed, if anybody's been to our, they had developed some little hand motions to make it interactive for the kids. And we were like, that's cool. So we stole that tradition. That's cool. Borrowed that tradition from them. And as our kids were little, and the problem is, as our kids have gotten big, it's just just stuck, you know? And so we just keep doing it. It is very fun to do. That's cool. I like that a lot. We, my family actually took from that also, but we don't don't do the whole thing. There's just this one part that we do. And it's, it's the no no it's the it's it's actually not anything they did but we we got the idea from the uplands is the line where it says it deliver a belt to the peddler we take out the other meaning of the word belt and we just punch <laughs> somebody <laughs> <laughs> I like it that sounds like something the rights would do well, yeah. it's just, you know, yeah read each other with a Shabbat belt <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we also when it, when it says um, Belt. Her children are riding the We all stand up, yeah. right? I, and we clap and hear yeah. here. And and when I, yeah. When I get to that line, um, when, I'm my, when I'm in my mother's presence, <laughs> and I get to the line, "Children rise and pray, luster." I stand up and, and say, "Ashrayima." When I get when uh, when I'm at home, and I get to the line where it says, "Her husband also," then I stand yep. and put my hand on my my wife's shoulder or something to finish the song. Yeah. Well, if it's if we're doing it in English. I'm doing it in, in Hebrew. I don't always do that, but in, in English, I do. Yeah, we 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 our our children always stood for their mother. Were Ashrayima, and and uh, actually, but when it's kind of cool when my mother's there, I do that. When Janet's mother is there, she stands as well. So the whole table's standing and saying Ashrayima. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, want, we want there to be <laughs> at least one, or maybe possibly, God willing. Two generations that are doing it at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Two more generations. That's cool. Well, and of course, we're, yeah, at, we're at you know, my in law's house. We all do that for Peter as well because he's also a mother. Australian. <laughs> in a technical sense, yes. What? a little bird out here. I will top it off here <laughs> at the Sabbath Eve. Kiddush. Kiddush. Taylor? Yes, sir. Sorry. Uh, I meant to say this earlier um, when we were doing the blessing, but I forgot. So one thing cool. You're going back to the candle lighting. No. <laughs> no. Starting not, over. I'm not doing. I totally disagree. No, no. Um, something I think is cool. Something that the Jenny's family does whenever I'm at their table. Um, when they're doing the blessings over the the sons and the daughters, if there's a guest at their table, they have their own blessings that they have written for the stranger at their table. Oh, and nice. it's, it's very similar to the. If it's a man, it's it's the same. It's like, may God make you like Ephraim and. NASA, but it's not for my son. It's like for you know, yeah. Whoever. I, cool. I don't actually know the words, but it's something that they do. Tim Hayes Foundation does a thing for single people at the table. Yeah, that's really? cool. Yeah, Psalm one, usually Psalm one or Psalm one hundred. Yeah, I think it is something. Psalm my, my wife, my wife prays. No, so there's there's two different ones. Not for the single people. And, and to me, that's one of the beautiful things about this is we have a base of practice and tradition. That's that's got a long heritage attached to it, but yet there's always room to personalize it, to own it, to make it your. That's one. Yeah, you know? that's that's what's, that's, so cool. that's what's so neat about going over. I cannot walk into anybody's house and 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 just kind of dive in. Like I mean, I know what I know. What's but going you'd be on, comfortable. But, but, I, but I can't just dive in because right. everybody does it just little a little bit different. different. I think it'd be I think it'd be wonderful for us all to have the opportunity to experience all of our different traditions Amen. as. In situ, where we actually do it, that would be wonderful. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. 
These two guys are practicing we're, that we're already. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say, I, I borrowed from you after the Eshet Kyle. You always look at mom and say, I love you, sweetie. Like, oh, yeah. very deliberately. I and I, I definitely borrowed that one because that was so cool to see. I think it's, um, it's very amazing that as we've been talking, we've pretty much touched on every single member of the family, both nuclear and extended. It's, it's okay. Called, it's it's okay. George yeah. Bush said it that way. No, that, that's the correct word. Yeah. He's talking I'm, about the nuclear. Said it's two syllables, not nucleus. three. I'm just amazed that you did it. So, <laughs> I, I remember, you know, <laughs> and again, I will be as generous as I can to my prior religious <laughs> leanings, um, but on what I used to consider the Sabbath, what we would do to honor was go out to eat the McAllister's afterward, and then you're eating fast food and you zip on home, and then everyone just kind of scatters. Um, so it's very much like you're at you're at the the assembled place of worship, and then service is over, boom, everyone's out, right. and then you go to the fast food, and then everyone goes home, boom. It, it's it's very outward, yes. whereas at Shabbat, it's very inward, like. It's a huge mitzvah to invite people over yeah. for Shabbat. Like if you go to Yerushalayim and you have need a place to go for Shabbat, go to the wall. They have people lined up ready to receive you. Yeah. There's no, there's zero reason why you should ever be alone on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very amazing because then you go there and the wife is being honored, the husband's being honored, the children's being honored, there's extra generations being honored, the guests are being honored, all of this is just, Pretty cool. it's a blessing it's for hard, everyone. It's hard for me to comprehend someone coming in or coming out of Christendom and experiencing an Arab Shabbat with anybody in this room who is truly celebrating that sanctuary and time in their home as the sun is setting. And and then, if, if that's not enough of a blessing, to then come to a place of prayer and teaching and oneg and fellowship and hear other men. I mean, he and I do it all the time. You know, what was your Shabbat like? Oh, what did you have at the table? You know, and you go back and forth. And it's so robust. Yeah. I, I people, that are are in that visible expression on Sundays see and sense, I believe, the anemic nature of their practice as it's juxtaposed with what we've had the privilege to do. To, to tack onto that, because, because Shabbat kind of um, almost forces and encourages that um, that attitude of kind of communal and getting together it tends to then spill over into other days. I mean, like, last Sunday, was it last Sunday? Yeah, I think it was last Sunday, we spent the, 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 oh, yeah. the whole day in High Point with Samuel and Hannah oh, yeah. and their family. Cool. You know, uh, beautiful family, great, you know, but it was, it was it's, it's that same spirit, right, yeah. that, that's fostered that on Shabbat and just kind of... It kind of carries over, mm-hmm. and people just want to be hospitable. They want yeah. to hang out. You know, you, it's good. It's Abraham would be here. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And I think the most important thing is it's in your home. I think when I was in Jerusalem, that's what blew me away was going to people's houses. I mean, these are like 
single people, so it wasn't like, you know, usually even that, that huge a tradition or whatever else, but just having a meal at someone's house, it, it, incre- it, it increases the intimacy in the relationships with people, it, it, it tightens the community, it's a, it's a really healthy thing to do, and I think to encourage those of you who will be <coughs> newly married in the not too distant future, I don't maybe in the distant future. I, I don't um, know what's up with that either. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's <laughs> And I know that Craig and Morgan did this as well, and um, you know, a lot of young married couples in our community have tried to to be hospitable even in that first year of marriage. Yeah. And I highly encourage that. That is such a cool thing to do, yeah. especially. I mean, we've got we had a chance not only to invite other young people over, but um, to have uh, even sure. people my parents' generation. You know, we had uh, Mike and Marianne came by one time and. Like that's just really cool, and, um, and it's really healthy to learn and grow from each other. So well, we I encourage like... you guys go for it. I know you want to just spend the whole entire every moment with just your spouse, but it's really rewarding to, to at least you know maybe once a well, month have some guests. And it's also a blessing for the people you invite because I was on the receiving end of that, and I, I it was a blessing for me to be able to go to your house. So these guys are married, but you know they're having dinner with me. So yeah. it's really well, nice. I had you know again my. The women folk were all gone, so I had like two or three invitations from the Bartoses and the Traficantes and you know others to come hang out. And unfortunately, Benjamin had gotten a little bug uh, on Wednesday or Thursday, so we just stayed home. But you know, but yeah, it's like so cool. you know, it's I, just I, cool. Let's just say. I think that uh, you know, back to Rick's earlier comment that you know we're, we're commanded to join ourselves to Israel. And this is what Israel does. This is what they have always done. You know, the whole the whole uh, story about whether or not uh, they've been keeping Shabbat or Shabbat's been keeping them. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded back uh, a couple of years ago when Juliana was in uh, Israel, and we were, we were shocked that uh, an Orthodox uh, man, uh, Sofer, that you know, with the whole thing with the filling and all that, um, and it was just, just absolutely, you know. She has to come to his house um, for uh, Arab Shabbat meal, and she did. And she was not well. She was she was not up to snuff, and went to bed. And in the morning, the house was empty. They left a stranger they had met two hours earlier alone in their house, sleeping, while they went to shul, because well, she must be okay. She keeps Shabbat. She's one of us, kind of thing. Amazing. Very, Very interesting. Right? It really is a great. She didn't look like a bee. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to add to what Jeff was saying too, like for for those that we we've talked about this as well. It's like if you want to learn more Hebrew, invite someone over to your Shabbat table that knows more Hebrew. If you want to add on some traditions, invite someone over who has traditions. And even with children too. I remember having the Elfin family before we had kids. Yeah. It's like, we want to learn about children? Have someone over to your Shabbat table that has children. And it, yeah. it's such a cool opportunity to get to, to get so much out of it by hosting. Um, and it blesses those that are being hosted as well. So it's really neat. The, uh, the culture of the United States is such that most people no longer invite people over their home. The only, the only place where you see a difference in that is in the Orthodox community yeah. and those that are keeping the Sabbath. It's as simple as that. And then the final blessing is three, 361 Kiddush, 
which pretty much Kiddush is just a shorthand for Erev Shabbat most of the time. Yeah, it's kind of like a hefty. Yeah, the, so even the secular Jews will say, hey, come over for Kiddush, because that's at the bare minimum, if you're going to do something, you drink you're going to do Kiddush. Yeah. Uh, you're going to bless God for the wine, and then the last thing is the bread, which the order is reversed from the normative rest of the week. Um, any thoughts on Kiddush, the sixth day? It's we do it anyway. Yeah, very good, sure very cool tunes that yeah, go with it. Cool tunes. We, um, uh, incorporating some from my dad's, my dad saw the, this opportunity with the bread and the wine as a good, like, teaching time, especially when Judah was real small growing up. Um, so I've kind of piggybacked off of that a little bit. Um, whenever we do our bread blessing, um, or pretty much every time, I'll just comment on some of the traditions as to why we cover the bread. Hmm. Um, so we'll talk about um, that you know, the bread's covered in light of the fact that like God would cover the ground with manna hmm. on the sixth day. And this teaches us that God always provides enough for Shabbat. And then also bringing up you know, the fact that we cover the bread so it's not embarrassed because it's not being blessed like it's normal time. And then the idea being like if we would you know, protect the, the feelings, as it were, of an inanimate object, you know, how much more should we be careful with people? And that seems kind of silly, but I, my, goal is, and my goal in practicing and doing this, even, even with just Juliana and I, um, uh, some of the times, is, is because I want, my, my hope is to someday be able to do that with children. Because I, I know that when Judah was growing up, it was really cool. My dad would, would tie it in with um, the resurrection. And Judah got really into that. You know, he's like two and three, and he knows all the story, and he has the whole concept, like, you know, totally down pat, because he watched it every single Friday night. And I see those traditions are really help, helpful. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, Peter, and John, Peter and John looked inside, and they didn't see any bread. Because <laughs> it's not a body. <laughs> Can you explain how you tied it in the resurrection? Uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, with, with the wine, we 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 after we do the traditional blessings, we yeah and and we we uh, give honor and praise to Messiah for his loyalty to us, and that we show our loyalty to him, and then say that it was not just enough that he died; that that would have been a waste. That he had to rise from the dead. And the bread reminds us of his, of his uh, being wrapped, and uh, oh look, there is bread there, <laughs> as opposed, huh. and 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 then we then we tie that bread covering into his uh, burial shroud as well. Uh, brings but, forth bread. But one thing that I have to say is, just so that it's not ever confused, you have to make the connection that the bread and the body are not related in the way that transition. Well, not even close to that. So we usually say we usually say something as a joke in relation to that. Just to you make know, sure that Peter everyone and John, and actually when Judah's really small, we said it every single Rev Shabbat. So, and when Peter and Jan, John ran up, Peter ran right in and John stood out and they looked in and neither of them saw any bread. <laughs> there was nobody there. No bread. So that is uh, Arab Shabbat, a very quick run-through. Um, very interesting to see what people do and do not do. I always encourage you to make your Arab Shabbat longer. Sir? Two points. Um, I think we should note that if it's true that the Master at his last Seder, not his last supper, he had many suppers after that, <laughs> over 40 days. Thankfully. Right? Um, but his last fish, Seder. Fish supper. Um, according to the Talmud, uh, he evidently made a vow not to drink the fruit of the vine 
and would probably not do Kiddush on Shabbat until Correct. he gets to do it with all of us when he comes. Pretty back. cool. So right. you want to you want to talk about the resurrection? You want to talk about the Master? I mean, there's so much there that you can pull on. Um, uh, Samuel has uh, piped in, and I apologize uh, for for being tardy with his comment uh, on the merit conversation we were having. Yeah. Uh, he asked, uh, "Hi, Samuel. Is this, yeah, hey, Samuel. Uh, is this what Rabbi Yeshua was telling his Talmudim? Whatever you ask in my name or in Absolutely. my merit, right? Okay, Absolutely. so that's John 14. And then, uh, uh, is praying in Yeshua's name the same as praying in the character or the righteousness or the merit?" Of Yeshua, and yeah, it, it is. is. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good deal because that's why he says, "If you pray anything in my name, right. I will do it." Because you're essentially, it's based upon who he is, and so if he did not do it, it would make him a liar. As opposed to it being magical words that if you end a prayer with somehow, that's right. Or automatically gets you what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the, the little genie deal. Greg, yeah, just no, since we were, uh, yeah, just since we were on the topic of tying in Yeshua to the Kiddush. When, usually if we have somebody that at the Shabbat table that is unfamiliar with Shabbat and therefore in need of instructing regarding all of the similarities and the, the, uh, the things that point to Yeshua, the, the last blessing here in the sh uh, Shabbat Kiddush is cool. We always point out like, and look, I mean, this whole blessing is about Yeshua, right? And we'll say at the table like, it talks about Yeshua being the Lord of the Sabbath. It talks about him being the firstborn of all creation. He was the one that brought them out of Egypt, you know, and um, he was before all of the holy convocations. Right. So it's, we always use that as like a, a way to like top it all off to be like, oh, and by the way, just in case you thought this was just weird and Jewish, like it was all about it was a Jew. Totally yeah. And it's still Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not weird. But not weird. Maybe a little weird. All right. Um, Thank you for doing that. Well done. Very, nice well done. Yeah. Very, Very enjoyable. We had two other topics that we were supposed to cover. However, I do not know the time. I just say we need Okay, we will sh table those, shelf those, pick your... Yeah, pick your roof. But thank you guys for bringing your Sudarine. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well done. Thank you for your opinion. Actually, actually, for your mouth. Let me let me suggest that this would be something that we do periodically, not just with a Reb Shabbat, but especially a Reb Shabbat, yeah. because it might be actually be helpful to Keep see checking if, in. I mean, you may want to know. I may pick up some of your stuff, <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> no, right. See whose opinion has changed. Yeah. So everyone else I just think changed. Yeah. Yeah. The song of songs is. I know. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, it's right. amazing. I was like, like okay, I gotta get into that. <laughs> I do. I, I think uh, I, I recently heard from uh, a young man about uh, a messianic community, and their practice seems to be extraordinarily orthodox, not unlike ours. Uh, in many respects, but their whole focus is on coming to the shul, is coming to the building rather than than doing these mitzvot in their homes, mm -hmm. and sharing and inviting, you know, uh, across uh, across family lines and so forth. And um, th this uh, this gentleman was was sharing that what we have is amazingly special mm -hmm. and very cool. And I would, I would be in the wrong if I did not bring to your mind how 
incredibly cool your community is because <coughs> of your practice in the community, your desire to minister to others, Absolutely. your desire to invite people to your Shabbat home, the fact that you have a Seder in your home. And we're not all coming together to look at the sukkah that we all built that we can go visit, but you've got one at your house and so on. So keep that in mind. Many of the commands are individual and corporate. <coughs> and if we, if we watch as people remove the corporate and make it all about the individual, as a Bereans Online recently went through, mm -hmm. we miss out on part of the, the, the glory of our walk in faith prior to the Master's return. Just as, as I think what the physical expression of the church, church has done, where everything is no longer about the individual's home and practice and hospitality, etc., but is all about going to the building and practicing and being there. And men never have to practice being men. They never have to be leaders at sure. the table because, well, they pay the pastor. So, God bless you. Talk to my yeah, exactly. To talk to my, my unsaved neighbor. Yeah. So, uh, kind of in the vein of praying and sedors and Hebrew and all that, uh, you know, our, our Hebrew class that Wayne was leading, right, that has, that, that disbanded because Wayne is now in Florida, as I understand it. So, uh, but last week, uh, you, um, Jonathan, a week, a week or two ago, Jonathan was saying, well, you know, maybe... You know, maybe we maybe we keep something going on, on those Saturdays, and he said I'm willing to teach some Hebrew with the goal of being of people being able to read the Hebrew from the Siddur, right, and ultimately from the scriptures as well. So and, and uh, learn some of the songs, right, and learn and ultimately learn some of the songs. So so we I think I think uh, Morgan updated the meetup yeah. so we had one person that showed up at our house on this past Saturday and it was Nehemiah and your, and your and your women were gone yeah yep sweet um, so and it was really cool because Nehemiah shows up and it's me and Jonathan and Benjamin oh Rebecca came by so <coughs> Rebecca was there as well and um, Nehemiah and in about when when we got we weren't sure if anybody was coming because right. he ended up he showed up like twenty minutes late so we figured out oh, maybe maybe nobody's coming so we're sitting around the kitchen table and we're starting to read second chapter of Pirkei Avot right so he gets there he sits down with us we read through Pirkei Avot had some discussion on that so then we pulled out um, the Hebrew uh, first Hebrew primer book right. and Jonathan um, and some flashcards Jonathan goes through in, in about 30 minutes and by the end of 30 minutes he's reading a whole page of actual Hebrew words that are all over the Siddur and all over the scripture and before he left we flipped to the very beginning of the Siddur to the morning blessings and he was he could read Modani completely awesome. from the Siddur um, so in, in, in one lesson you know and so so I think um I think we sh we need to try to promote that more because you know the biggest 
the biggest, um, what's the word I'm looking for, not inhibition, but... Hurdle? Hurdle. That's probably a good term. The biggest hurdle, you know, is getting people to a point where they can are at least familiar enough with Hebrew where, you know, we can, we can read it, yeah. right? Not that we have to understand, you know, be gurus and understand it all or whatever, yeah. but if you can read it, now... Your ability, your ability to participate in more of the songs and all that—it just goes, it goes up several sure. notches. That's true. And so, um, so I think the more we can kind of encourage and foster that, um, I think the better we are long long term, especially if we're practicing Judaism. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I agree. You think we'd stop having to practice? <laughs> I, I agree, and, and and we're going to be there and support that. Um, I, I think uh, what I noticed in our in our couple of classes that we had with Wayne is that we've either got people that can't spell Aleph Bet, and we've got folks that can pick up the sitter and read it, and may not know the vocabulary completely, but they can read those prayers. Yeah, I mean, he would be one, several others in here. Yeah. And they should be helping the other ones. You bet. So we got this big gap, you know, and, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm one of the few that's, you know, in the middle where, yeah, I can read what he's reading when he does uh, the Modim, uh, Modim of the rabbis. I have no idea what what it means other than the English. But that's okay. Yeah. But I can't say it as fast as he did because I gotta go slower. Right. Maybe it's because I'm I can't see it. My point well, is that just reading, reading oh, no, no, instead of, of sight reading. Right. Exactly. So my point in that is Nehemiah didn't know diddly when he walked in, and he walked out and he could read it. We need a f- I think a few of those to get everybody to the point where they can at least yep. read it, recognize those letters. Know how to pronounce. Well, and the thing that was cool about it is, is Nehemiah. You could tell he he felt like he had accomplished sure. something. I'm sure right? he did. So in an hour in an hour session, he walked out like, ah, this man, I really learned a lot. Man, and you know what he did when he got home? Read Modeani to his wife. Yeah, I bet right, you. and I I'm willing to bet he prays Modeani every every morning. morning yeah. You know, I don't know what it means, but I pray. Yeah. How special our, our community was. I was just going to point out that the reason we do the Kiddush the way that we do, the reason I know most of the Hebrew is because I watched you during the courtship stage <laughs> and even being engaged. And it's just, that is really special because if you didn't do it in your home and you didn't take the time to share with like the songs that you had used, I got a CD from you and everything. And I just wanted to point out, like, it's so cool because now when you hear Sophia doing a lot of this stuff, it's going to be because of you. Oh, that's right. Really kind of it's really cool. neat. When she I, does it in his voice, that'll be weird. That be, <laughs> <laughs> what really is neat is that almost everybody in the community either knows or can strongly fake the Eshet Kyle because you wanted the men to do the Eshet Kyle. That's your true. And we Good felt job, an man. awful lot of pressure. <laughs> Good. But we all stepped up. So. And they could wing it for Jeremiah. That was That's impressive. right. That was, that right. was, that was impressive. That, With just a Hebrew Sidur. Yeah. The shocker was, was, uh, was the look on 
Rabbi Mikal's face. <laughs> That's when all these Gentiles in a row are singing the Yetzir Kali, he's like, holy cow. It's not very Yeah. That's good. All right. Did he express surprise? He was slash bewilderment. He was shocked. He had no idea. Sang on key in a melodic way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very pretty. I think we actually made Morgan cry. Yeah, I think it was, was pretty. It was pretty. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. God bless you. I mean, just just really well, well done, and uh, a little long. Ever stepping up. Yeah, perfect. I mean, it's, it's I didn't not get to talk long as the discussion. Ah, ah, I have nothing. No, you good. know what? He told me that the other night. Just actually, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> actually, actually, that's not true. If he, you've, you've been a facilitator long enough to know, and you've been facilitated long enough to know that it actually takes a it takes a skill to be able to get people to discuss right. and to lead a discussion in such a way that people get benefit from. It. Yeah. yeah. That's it's exactly yeah, right. right. Although, <laughs> it, is, oh, oh. it is a little easier with this crowd. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would agree with We're you, gentlemen. So. And we would be remiss not to thank Brock and Colby for being prepared just in case. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. Colby so. gave me 30 minutes to discuss this, and I was like, hmm, pretty sure it's not going to happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> but I did vote because of the <laughs> so. we, have, we have two, uh, two questions that came in to uh, questions at Men of Torah. Um, first, uh, Samuel writes, we would like to host a Shabbaton in our home sometime and invite families to share our Shabbat for the whole weekend. Arrive Friday, leave Sunday, sleeping bags, etc. <laughs> so, make a note. Very nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next Shabbat, you grab Samuel up and tell him what you think of that. Um, that was very kind. Uh, also, uh, Morgan uh, writes, is Mr. Upham confirming that he and Jonathan will be teaching Hebrew slash liturgy on the first and the third Shabbats for the foreseeable future? I have meetups on the calendar until December 31. <laughs> I'm not confirming that. She needs to confirm that with Jonathan. You need to say that to the blue light. <laughs> Look into the blue Jonathan. Jonathan would be leading this, so Morgan confirm that with Jonathan and work it out with him. And there we go. Good night, uh, yeah. when, uh, Since you uh, led us, why don't you uh, help us depart with a blessing? And, and guys, when you do this, you do not need to say when you leave my house. May you taste the sweetness of the world to come in this life. May you see your children's children come to faith. May you end be with the life of the world to come, and may your deeds affect the hope of many generations. May your heart ponder and achieve understanding of Torah, and may your mouth speak wisdom to everyone you meet. May your tongue bring forth song as you praise the Holy One, blessed is He. May your eye, may you have the self-control to look straight before you. May your eyes be enlightened by the light of Torah. May your face shine like the brightness of the sky. May your lips utter knowledge, your heart rejoice in righteousness, and your feet run to hear the words of the Ancient of Days. Amen! Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well done, Thank you.